What's up? What's up, y'all? We are here. We are back. We are back with another episode of The Buzz Behind the Music. Today, we're going to be speaking with Victory, Rock Nation, Grammy Award-winning artist. Super excited to be speaking with Victory tonight. Let me bring this in a little bit here. Yeah, super excited to be speaking with Victory. What you guys are hearing there is our new intro music. Shout out, shout out to Sean Keys, the smooth keys that created this for us, commissioned him to create this for us. Super, super excited about this new track as well too. But yeah, man, we're gonna be speaking with Victory tonight. So I'm gonna get into a few little updates here before we bring her in. How are you guys doing so far this Friday? Good, good. If you guys are in here, you can hear me. How you're doing? Drop something in the comments. Let me know. Hey, Collins, what's happening? How are you? All right, so we just got back from Stella Award Week. I mean, for anyone that has been in the gospel industry, you know Stella Awards, biggest night in gospel music. So we just came back there from Stella Awards Week. Super, super exciting week overall. I mean, the gospel industry came out everyone supported everyone came out it was just really really great everyone showed love we got the cover press at a bunch of different events i mean check our page we've been posting we've been posting on our uh socials we've been posting on our youtube it's gonna be sharing this we've been posting on our youtube we've been posting a bunch of places so definitely want to make sure y'all go ahead and check those out so a few uh, updates, new music, again, just came up Stellar. Stellars are gonna be airing August. So make sure you set all of your reminders and everything for that airing date. A few quick music here. I know Erica Campbell released her remix to Positive. So that's gonna be coming. Uh, she also, well that released today actually, but she announced the release of her new project called I Love You and that's coming in uh, September. Uh, who else got some new music? Kalante Gavin, yes, released his new project, Testify. We got Vashawn Mitchell, Dante Bo released his self-titled project today as well. Um, Daniel Ojo, Kimberly Ade released their track, Jesus. Renee Pullum and Renwick Dewsbury released Great and Mighty. Cam Sakar released My Therapy Couch. Again, we're gonna be adding all of these to our playlist, so definitely make sure, make sure you guys check all of those out. But that's it for updates. I'm gonna go ahead and bring this down. I see Victory is in here. If you guys are coming in, share this, share this, share this. Hey Kim, how are you? Because you definitely wanna be a part of this conversation. All right, I'm gonna go ahead bring in victory now let's see here victory you can send me a request actually i'm gonna invite you to join give me one second all right invite just went through hello 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 how are you hearing me am i coming in good how you doing yeah okay yeah, I can hear you. Perfect, perfect. Well, happy, happy Friday. I know you're probably 
back on well rested and relaxed from coming off of an amazing stellar week. So how are you doing? Uh, doing well, doing well. Actually, you know, the stellar awards ended a seven week run for me. That was like the icing on the cake, but I, I, I flew into the stellars straight from oh, wow. Europe and I was in Europe for like 12 days. And so it was like, I was super jet lagged, but <laughs> we did it. We're going to definitely uh, get into that. We're going to talk about that. I know you got some additional travel and stuff slated for the ending of the year. We want to definitely cover everything from that perspective, but definitely want to just kind of dial it back again you know, thank you for, you know, coming on this show. I know we spoke briefly on the red carpet at the Stella Awards. Everything was just going so fast, moving back and forth. You, were, you came over, so thank you for stopping by us. We chatted for a little bit, but definitely we wanted to have a much more, you know, fulsome conversation. Again, you just released your new project, sophomore project, you know, Glory Hour. That's out right now, available everywhere your first gospel project, if I'm not mistaken. And, you know, you know, and that that's yeah. huge in it of itself as well. So we wanted to, you know, just kind of have a conversation around that. But I know you, your start in in music or your start rather when you got signed, not start in music, I would say, I'll have you share your story when you got signed in music. I mean, when you got started in music, but also when you got signed to Rock Nation, because I know it's an interesting story how all of that even came to being, but just your start in music in general. Do you want to start there with us? Sure, yeah. So um, I'm originally from Detroit, Michigan, and um, I, I have eight siblings and uh, two amazing parents. And, you know, the way that I describe Detroit, like people that are from Detroit, um, because the environment in the 90s was um, there were a lot of traps for young people. Um, a lot of times when people are from Detroit, they are either, they either fell in those traps or they're either, they were either extremely sheltered, uh, their parents were extremely disciplined and playing no games. So you either came out really, really great or really, really bad. What are you on that? <laughs> exactly, exactly. And so, um, and so my parents homeschooled me and my eight siblings. We were in church all the time, um, you know, because because the alternative, a lot of other kids, you know, ended up in the streets, ended up, um, you know, you know, in all the unfortunate things that happened to people that didn't have very meticulous parents that were overseeing. And so uh, my parents founded the Boys and Girls Choirs of Detroit, um, and I got to join that choir at four years old. And um, that, but the thing is, the rule was you had to be six years old to join the choir. And so they broke the rules for me, not because they were trying to be favoritists, mm -hmm. but um, I kept begging them, like, please give me the chance to sing. Um, music to me was was a privilege, not a right. Um, I didn't, I, I I didn't like deserve to sing because I was four and not six. I I wasn't qualified to sing, you know all the things. But somehow I still believed that I was born to, and so um, my parents broke 
the rules eventually after so much persistence from me. And they gave me the chance to sing at four years old. And I, I took that chance and I've been proving myself ever since. Mm-hmm. And so that's how I started in music. Um, and I took it seriously as like a career at four years old. Um, and um, my family, my brothers and sisters, just separately uh-huh. from singing with the choir as a family, we were, we were always singing as well. Um, singing. And here's the thing. We, we, we were, it wasn't a church choir though. We did sing mm-hmm. um, sacred music. Um, a lot of my life has been very much rooted in the gospel, rooted in, in the faith of the Christian faith, but for the most part operating okay. outside of the church. Um, and so, um, fast forward when we migrated to New York as a family, you know, again, we were singing, um, we took our music straight to the streets. We started doing okay. what is called busking. Okay. That's and a term I've never heard before. Okay. Yeah. You sing. Okay. So busking, <laughs> another term is street performing, but essentially the street becomes your stage and your talent. You have to earn an audience from your talent everyone is busy going to and fro if you're not talented you're not getting an audience and if you're if you don't get an that's audience that's you're not true. getting anybody <laughs> i see that at Penn Station all the time or when i'm walking through 42nd street if it's really good i'm going to stop and i will turn back and i will give money so you you're 100 percent correct about that exactly Exactly. It's 42nd Street. We used to be up in that station, 42nd Street station in New York. And so um, New York, we um, we took our music to the streets and we did that for 10 years. And um, yeah, just about every day. And um, I was 12 when we when we started that in New York and I was 22 Mm -hmm. when I when I got signed. And so that was 10 years. And um, but it was ten years. It was like a, at least eight years in Michigan before coming to New York. So it's a good twenty years of consistent music, just about every day. By the time I got signed, and um, but here's the thing: once you get signed, that is not the that's not the destination. That's it's just true. the yeah. beginning. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's the that's an, an another new beginning. And so, um, but, you know, it, it, life has all these cycles, you know, you, you're always, you're always starting at the beginning somewhere, you know, and if you're humble and you're not afraid of, um, be mm-hmm. beginning again, you'll, you'll be able to reach a lot of different mountains. Um, it's like, for example, I was just in Europe and I, I'd never officially performed in Europe till till this last time but it was it was kind of disheartening because it felt Mm. like I was beginning again like (laughs) like I was it was you know it's like I've worked my whole life only to begin again and for nobody to know who I am or and even in 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 gospel like there at the Stellars it felt like I was beginning again it's like I've been signed for for so long, I've been in this industry, I've been doing music, I've been doing all these things, but most of the people in this room have never heard of me, you know, uh, and, but here's the thing, I, you know, you're not, a, when you're not afraid to 
be at, you know, to begin again, you'll, you'll move faster from that stage of infancy in whatever journey you begin, in whatever journey you embark on. And so that's kind of. But, you know, you, you, you touch on a few different things, right? The, the beginning again concept, 100%, I agree with that, because that also allows you to kind of just, you know, take a step back and see the room, read the room, understand what's really happening there. So I think that is a great idea, no matter, how, you know, how far or what someone has done just to kind of come in sober-headed on that standpoint. But also, I think one of the first time when I saw, at least when you came across our feed, was uh, Donna Lawrence posted when you released your when you released your mm -hmm. project he posted it and Donald had amazing creds in the industry Donald is saying this person is legit <laughs> trust and believe <laughs> they're <laughs> legit so your co-signs were coming from like people that are just highly regarded so when I first saw that I was like oh let me go check on this album and I checked it out and my first response I was like wow what am I hearing it's like so many different mixtures you know you're hearing some folk blues pop soul like it's just and it's so rich and so authentic and it's just you know it was it was very refreshing you know it's biblical you have scriptural stuff even when you were singing you know psalms 91 which i don't think i can ever read that scripture again and not want to play the song <laughs> I'm just gonna say that. So I'm just gonna have to play that while I'm reading it on the go forward because that just was gonna have to happen. But you know, so I think that that by itself, and then you know, knowing that you were performing at the Stellars and you, you know, at least starting again with the beginning again, because on their AT&T uh, emerging artist stage, a lot of artists passed through there as a rite of passage. Like Doe did that when Jonathan was hosting and several others, Jabari Johnson, several others in the industry that went on and doing amazing things, all kind of started through that. I think that's also a good, uh, you know, a good starting point as well, just from there to just reintroduction, you know, reintroducing to the genre, doing the first project. I see Carlos Hale there as well, heavy in the gospel music space. Carlos said, I love her music. A few other people were commenting before saying, they will definitely stop if they were to hear you and your family singing in New York. They would stop and they would give you guys money <laughs> because you're you're super talented. So that you know, but I think that that for me at least it, it was great to see because that also showed me even from a stellar standpoint that they're bringing in different diverse songs. Right, everything doesn't necessarily have to lean or mm -hmm. sung in that in that same direction. So I feel like that you know that to me was just was just amazing. No, go ahead. No, I, I was going to say the same thing in that um, I don't take it lightly that they created a space for me, um, though my sound is unique. You know, uh, it it really, really speaks to, and I heard Jonathan McReynolds say this. He said he's excited about this kind of thing because it, yes. it says that there's a future in in the gospel music genre and so and i honestly think that you know this is just the beginning um there are so many really really amazing artists that whose message is the gospel but whose sound is more unique than the traditional mm -hmm. gospel sound and I, I think that if we evolve the the industry of gospel to 
be about supporting whoever carries the message of the gospel. Really, I mean, it's gonna, it's going to really um, change. What we would change the world because there's so many artists that need the infrastructure and the support of the industry, but they're not necessarily called to compromise their unique sound. And 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 so I think that this is a good uh, direction that the Stellars are going in. Um, just by allowing me to have yeah, 90 yeah. seconds on the show. And so, yeah, you got you to start somewhere. <laughs> no, you mentioned unique, unauthentic song, right? Because as I'm going back and I'm preparing for this interview and just reading, because I was fascinated just about your song and music and everything. And, you know, there was a story that I saw somewhere that when you got signed to Rock Nation, and you met with Jay-Z, there was something that he said to you and your, you know, might've been your family, might've been just your dad, but when you met with him during the signing, there's something he kind of mentioned to you. Do you mind rehashing? I know it's probably, you know, five plus years ago, but do you mind rehashing that? Because I think that's important to, uh, to get out there as well. Yeah, I think you're referring to a statement. He said, he said, you guys are gold and, and you, need to know that you're gold and it's not your job to catch up to us it's our job to catch up to you to learn who you are and catch up to who you are and so him just saying that right at the beginning of the partnership um, really set the tone for us to feel confident in being ourselves and not feel like there's a pressure for us to conform to the 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 culture that is rock nation but they are willing to submit to the culture that is who we are and so um i think that really is the um that was really a historic moment and, and statement you know it's it's not necessarily i mean yes the partnership was wasn't is a big deal but bigger than that was the posture in which uh -huh. the partnership happened and so and so, yeah, and that's why we were able to um, uh, make it work yeah, and just kind of be comfortable with what with what you were doing in that in in that light as well. Now, from a so you know you mentioned you know eight you have eight eight siblings and you know you guys are doing music together. You've you know brought up you've been in music all along. So did you ever see it going in any? other direction you've always known music you're always wanting to do music you mentioned you know 10 plus years even before being signing and many other years before that did you ever see yourself maybe i probably want to think about doing something else or was it just hey this is what i want to do this is what i'm going to go after and you kind of already knew that you know this is the path you're going to take um yeah we pretty much much new pretty pretty much me and all my siblings um we worked we worked too hard for it you know after a certain point it just becomes you know you're in too deep to start changing up now it's like you you shouldn't have jumped in you know 10 toes deep if you weren't planning yeah. on going all the way you know so you find yourself you know having invested almost every day of the first 10 years of your life, even if you're only 13, mm -hmm. that feels like, oh, I, like 
I got to get the return on all of this, you know. Um, and so, uh, so yeah, that's that's always kind of been my thing. I, and again, it's it's never too late to start again, which I've said already. Um, so, I I I now have this understanding that I don't have like I'm still young. I could I could start other things, but at the same time, it's like I. I have, um, and this is where the concept of glory power comes in. If you don't hold on until the manifestation of glory comes and you switch up, you, it's like you, the harvest was coming. Like the, like all the things that will answer for all of this investment that has been poured in, it's going to, at a, at, a, at the appointed time, it will come if you don't give up. There's a scripture in Galatians that says, let us not yeah. grow weary in doing good, for at the appointed time, we will reap a harvest if we do not give up yeah. or if we faint not. And it's like, don't come all this way, so all these seeds only to not see what they grow into. You know what I mean? And so I'm always going to be about the reaping, like, I'm always going to be about waiting for the manifestation of the glory. It's been too much darkness that has been sown, too much tears, too much, too many years, you know, like, that's how come I just, I will bet on there being a glorious manifestation any day like i know that it's coming because i know of how hard it's been like i know how many years it's been i know the cost i know what's i know all of those things so it's just to me it's like it's like a it's like a a, a done deal almost if, if you don't, don't give, up. give up that's good it's content it's contingent you have to maintain that posture of hope and faith you know, and sometimes the best way to not give up is just to simply stand. It's like you might not even like be able to like do very much, but just just remaining is sometimes is your. That's good. That's good. But uh, Daily Prince TV, thank you for buying a batch. She said this is very insightful. I loved her testimony. Got a few a few other comments coming in. You know, you you also is something you you said just now, and that's a note I had uh, I had written down because when you were speaking about uh, the darkness and you were talking about lighting, uh, there was one of your lyrics where you mentioned about you know where I, one of the spoken pieces you mentioned about just light a candle, light a candle of hope for faith. So just touch a little bit on that. I know you kind of started going down that path as we were talking about the the new project now, Glory Hour, that's out available everywhere. But just that posture of just lighting that candle of hope and faith. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I guess that was kind of what I was alluding to just now, is like sometimes we feel hopeless because we look at how hard things are or we look at how dark things are. And we, we, we look at how weak we are in the face of such darkness. And even if I expelled all of my energy, it would not 
make the darkness be obliterated. So why continue on? Why not give up if my energy is not making the darkness yeah. leave? What I wanted to do with this poem is encourage people that that's not your job to make the darkness leave. Your job is to light a candle. A candle, what's the purpose of a candle? The purpose of a candle is to make it a little less dark while you wait for the sun to come and do what only the sun can do. Light your, use all your energy to keep that candle burning until glory yeah. hour comes. That's it. You just have to, and the candle is hope. That's why I said light a candle of hope. So keep your hope alive. Use all your energy to keep on believing. And what are we believing in? We're believing in the hope of glory. We're believing that at the appointed time, the hope of glory, which is Christ, the Bible says, Christ in you, the hope of glory. Christ in you is the hope of glory. And so, and so we're, we're holding on to this hope that at the appointed time, the sun will come and obliterate every square inch of darkness and we can be confident in this we can be boastful in this we're not boasting it we already know we uh -huh. don't have the power to eradicate darkness but we do have the power to have the hope in the one wow. that can that's beautiful that's, that's beautiful so uh kim said i've been lighting my candle for 61 years that's awesome um you know and i we we can we can get into you know a few of the songs right now. Um, I know you mentioned in, in uh, so the new project Glory Hour. A few one of the first songs that I actually heard from the project when I got drawn into you was Just Like in Heaven. I know Just Like in Heaven, El Shaddai. Those have gained massive popularity. So just tell us a little bit of the theme that those are the message behind what those songs convey. Yeah, just like in heaven, you know, I was, uh, all, all the songs really started from like a spontaneous worship moment of just me with at my piano or me on my guitar. But the inspiration when I was doing writing just like in heaven was, you know, I, I had just been reading this book called Hosting the Presence. It's a book written by a pastor called Bill Johnson. And um, I was really moved by that book. Actually, two of the songs on the album came out of a worship moment from that time when I was really reading that book. Um, that, those two songs are Just Like in Heaven and One Thing. But, um, but my, I just started worshiping. And, the, and, and when I do these spontaneous worship sometimes it's not even words sometimes it's just groans like the first the this if if I go back to this original recording it's like almost 30 minutes long and the first 10 minutes is me just like panting it's like <laughs> it's just that 
at, while I'm while I'm rubbing the strings of my guitar, not even really playing. It's just like, and I'm really just connecting in the spirit, and I'm just like, and I just keep doing this kind of like pant, and then, and then, and then I just start praying. Um, I just start praying these different things, you know, let your, let your justice reign on earth, let your healing reign on earth, let your, and it's just all in this pocket, you know, and it's just, it was just, it was just a holy moment with Jesus and my acoustic guitar. <laughs> and then, uh, <laughs> and then it was, it, it was a lot of like random things in there too. I don't want to say random because that makes it sound like it's not holy. There were a lot of yeah, yeah. utterances, utterances. <laughs> there we go. That's the word, utterances, that I did not know. But what I did was I just took the essence of it and then uh -huh. wrote poetry inside of it. And then just like, you know, I, you know, and when I finished writing the poem, I actually read it to to Kanye because at the time I was working with Kanye on his on not Jesus is King but we okay. were working on his next album and when he heard it when he heard the poem he's like what's the name of this song and like my um um I, mm -hmm. I didn't have a name for the song I was just thinking of the poetry of it and he's like well you should oh, you name the song Heaven. I was like I don't know yeah yeah and i was i didn't know i didn't think of that so so then i uh i named the song just like in heaven because that was the yeah. obvious right thing to do after Kanye <laughs> told me to and then um <laughs> and then my my brother israel is a uh producer um and and i asked israel because i because once i had like the like the poetry of it down I had the name I had you know I had it all down but my goal with this song is said I want all the kids to be singing yeah. this prayer all the kids I said I don't need to be going in the singer songwriter folk route with this song I need somebody that know what they are doing to make a beat that's hard I literally said <laughs> And so, and so I, I said, I went to my brother and I said, I need you to make me something for the kids. I need all the yeah. kids to be singing this prayer. <laughs> like, go off. And so Israel was like, say less. And then, like, he, he always goes for the mm -hmm. aggressive, aggressive things. Um, anyway it wastes no time just goes hard like so uh and then i i partnered with uh actually okay. three other producers as well that took took what took what israel did actually actually the first person no that that put their genius on the production was a guy okay. named space jones and uh space he took my original mm -hmm. i call it freedom writing that was the the 30 minute recording of just spontaneity he took that recording and then sampled it so those pan mm -hmm. 
cuts that you hear at the beginning of the record are from the uh, actual uh, original worship okay. session that I had of me just doing this. <laughs> so he took he took it, he sampled it, he sped it up, all these things. They even took my original guitar from that from that worship session and and put and looped oh, wow. that in the beat as well. So space. Yeah, so Space did that, and then my brother Israel came in and did that. That one hard, that one hard. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then, and then my other, he's not my blood brother, but I call him my brother, um, who's a producer. His name is Caleb Moten. He, he took the record, and he's like, he makes it like Sunday service. He puts like the marching band drums on there and he's just like, he. and then my, my other brother from another mother, <laughs> uh, Stephen, Stephen Blake Kanika, he, he took all these synthesizers and just went off and, with the synthesizers. And so, so I let have the boys a have a field day on the record. <laughs> exactly. Uh, and so, and so then from there, um, you know, I just, I, like, it just came out to what it is now. And like, <laughs> yeah, so that, that's kind of like the origin. Story and, and it's, happened. it's funny because as you're just talking through it, you know, just hearing the, the humility in everything that you were saying, because you just casually mentioned, you know, yeah, and then I was doing this with Kanye and then he mentioned we should do that. You know, for most people, just either being in the room Listen, with him, like talk about that experience. Like let's 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 back up into that. Well, okay, so that's why I'm that's why I'm saying you have to not be afraid of beginning again because I have made it to heights yeah. in certain sectors, but it doesn't matter how high I've been in the writing room with Kanye, that does not translate if they have no clue who you are in gospel music, if they have no clue who you are in London, they have no clue who you are in the jazz arena. It's like, it, 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 no matter which arena you get, some people only stay in mm -hmm. the arena that they're known and that they conquered and they don't have the humility to not be known or sure. to not be, you know, uh, success, like, it takes, you know, and so yeah. I mean, I've done, I've been around, like <laughs> I've done some, <laughs> done some things. But in gospel, I'm the emerging artist. You know what I mean? It's like it's the when you turn and, and you know it's. The, well, <laughs> we'll think about giving you an interview I, I, kind of. Thing. I don't think anyone you know, got to think because trust me, it was. <laughs> It was a no-brainer for me when I saw you coming down the carpet. I was like, listen, we were all the way on this end. I'm like, I hope she's going to turn this direction. I hope she's going to come through. But no, I mean, you, you're... Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, it's okay. It's okay. I don't mind. I don't, I don't mind um, earning and that's good. The people. And that's, that speaks to your character as well, too, yeah. right? Of the fact of just saying, hey, you know what you're doing. You know what you're called to do. And you're going to continue to do it just just in that vein. But, you know, from from a family perspective, you know, being able to work and create with your family and you guys are going on this path, knowing where you started from, you know, you're, you know, just, you know, busking, if that's the right word. And, you know, in, in Central Park and in everywhere else. And then now you guys are going to Europe and you're 
traveling all over, you know, your body kickstart, your solo, additional leg of your solo tour. I want to have you touch a little bit on that, on some of the CDs that you're going to be on. And then, you know, right after that, you're jumping right into, you know, another tour as well. You know, you'll, you'll touch on a few of those just now. Well, what is that feeling like being there with family, knowing there's love, there's trust, just kind of being in that space, building and rising to higher heights together? Yeah, um, you know, it, it, it's, it was a challenge for me to make this transition where I am more focused on my individual calling, not in the context of my family. You know what I mean? Because when you grow up and everything is the unit and everything is um, mm -hmm. the collective mission, and then you become an adult and it's like you have to find what you as an individual are responsible for stewarding and releasing in the world um that was not easy to make that transition um but before i made that transition yeah i mean we it, it was it was amazing i mean my favorite thing in the world was to compose just an amazing arrangement of some song with my brothers and sisters and 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 then it's just so rich like the harmonies and the and and then and then taking it to the stage and every night like seeing people eat it up yeah, like yeah. it that you know winning winning with the people that you were in the trenches with you know there's nothing like it and so and so, yeah, that, that also made it more of a challenge to make that transition of, you know, focusing on my individual um, calling and, and message. And, and, and I think that's, that's, that's key as well to what you mentioned, just from an individuality standpoint and understanding what you have to shepherd and bring, you know, bring into the world. And, you know, I think, or, you know, just kind of birth out there as well, because being signed to a big label, but still being able to keep your individuality and being able to not, you know, be put in a box and say, hey, this is what's trending now. How about you go do this? How about you go do that? But still having that freedom just to, amongst everything else, still just be you and do what you are called to do as your, you know, as yourself. Like, how, how does that feel? Does that kind of take, the burden off a bit in the creative process or do you still feel like you know hey i still have to deliver regardless of the fact or just knowing you don't have to drift in one direction or another but just kind of stay in the lane that you're in once you're entering into that creative flow yeah you know i have i have a unique situation where i'm able to more creative chances, take more risks um, than most people that are signed to labels. Um, the thing with risks, though, is that there's no determining how it's going to translate in the um, market, you know, um, you, you yeah. because it's not proven, you know what I mean? I mean, I don't know of another gospel artist or it, 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 on Rock Nation or I don't know, if, you know, and even in gospel, I don't know of another artist that's 
doing music yeah. the way that I am, it's it's very a lot lot of chances and unproven. Like how how do you collect data and so on on something like this um, to determine if you invest a lot, will there be a return? So for for my label, because of that, you know. They are all about the freedom. However, a lot still, a lot still, rest lands on me to um, to sustain. Um, it's like I have to be the sustainer of my own freedom, and so for me, it's like I I surrender a lot to the Lord and and him providing even for glory hour like most of this album was done before they even got behind it you know which meant that a lot of it had to be self-funded um a lot of it <clears throat> either self-funded or the people i was working with a lot of they like they they gave me a break and didn't charge me as much and so it's like you know um you really it really just boils down to, you know, there's no, no perfect situation where you get everything. Either you get a lot of resources, but you have little yeah. freedom, or you get a lot of freedom, but you have little resources. It's, you know, it's all the things, but you just, for me, it's, I, I try to take the cards I'm dealt and, and discern what, what, what's the best that I can offer um uh with these things with these cards no, no. that i'm dealt so, no, you did you did you did a hundred percent because i know you also too you start you open up your own studio right back in like 2020 2021 you opened your own studio and how would you say yeah. now that kind of impact your creative freedom not if you have your own space just to kind of go sample and try different things Yeah, actually, oh, yeah. I I closed down my okay. studio uh, in January of, okay. of this year, January of this year. But I I had it for three years, and that was all through the pandemic. So it was everything that I needed um, to be able to grow creatively um, while the world was shut down anyway. Um, <clears throat> and so, it, my studio was called mm -hmm. the Secret Place. And so, really this album was born from the secret place uh all, all the songs were written there um even we recorded the album there most of the album was recorded there and um and so it was bittersweet um closing it down and and uh, but i it's like it gave me glory hour and glory hour is the offering that that came from, and, and from and what a great and what a great offering it is because that's how it, I even got to know who who you are and just everything else surrounding that. I know we're coming up a little bit on time here, but I want to also just kind of have you share. You have a whole lot going on right now. You know, you're about to kickstart. You know, not a leg of your solo tour as well. So touch a little bit on that, and then also what you're going to be doing. Some CDs you're going to be on with Coline. Uh, you know, you're going to be joining uh, Lauren Daigle on her kaleidoscope tour as well so what is that moment as well speaking of gospel you know joining in with her on that just a you know reintroduction if you may to others that may not have even witnessed you live so you know what can we expect and how you know how is that like your thought process going into that 
Yeah, yeah. Well, <clears throat> for the Lauren Daigle tour, I, I, I feel like I'm ready. You know, I feel like I've trained my whole life, and I'm really excited. I keep envisioning this moment of me singing "Righteous," which Love is right. one of the tracks yeah. from my album. Uh, yeah, in, in in an arena, like it, I get so excited. <laughs> every time I think about that idea, um, because I just want to see a whole arena of people just singing holy, 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 over and over as we champion uh, like what Jesus has done for us on the cross. And uh, I, it just, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna be living a dream when I do that. And uh, I love, um, yeah, I, I love Lauren and uh, thankful that for this opportunity uh, that she that she gave me and um, we actually went on tour with her okay. uh, several years ago. Second time. So this is our sec second time. And I was, partner. I was just checking the schedule before yeah, this. Yeah, I'm like, I'm looking, I'm like, where is there any New York stop? I know you're going to be at the crypto arena. There's a bunch of other stops on the West Coast, and I'm still I'm still scanning through to see when is the New York stop, because definitely. Oh yeah, well I'm coming through New York yeah, separately yeah. from from that, but you'll those, awesome. Those well, once once you're posted, I'm definitely going to be jumping on those for for sure, a hundred percent, so we can be able to to get in the building. And you know, one last line I'm going to ask you here before you kind of you know give us your give everyone your social and you know if you want to sing something for us you can if you don't you know you're about to go on tour i'm not gonna i'm not gonna push in that light but you know there was a line that said that, that you wrote the lyric in a song you wrote i don't have to pretend because i have a savior that intimately care if you see me crying i'm being truth about what i'm going through so even when I'm listening, because I listened to the album at least twice today, and as I'm going back through, I felt like that moment right there was very transparent. It was very intimate, and you kind of like just bared it all, like you just put forward with it right there. Just touch a little bit on that, like on what was it that, you know, the, the message in there, but kind of where were you at that time when writing that? Yeah, you know, I took a lot of time rewriting that section of the song. I was trying to point pinpoint a very specific thing. Um, I was trying to answer this question like why why is it not like why why is it true that we don't have to um Carrie, why, why is it true that the weight of the weight of depression, the weight of trials, are not ours to carry? There's that's the question. Why, why is this true? You know, because the common thing is for us to carry whatever burdens are our responsibility. You know, whether it be our families or you know our needs if you get sick that's your burden to carry if you get you know if if 
if you go through a breakup, that's your pain to carry. If you, you know, all these different things. Why is it true that th these are not our uh, burdens to carry? And I was trying to figure out, like, okay, yeah, I could say in a sentence that it's like Jesus. It's Jesus's job to carry these burdens. Like, yeah, I could say it in a sentence, but how do I say it in a way that helps people? get the picture like it, that helps people really grasp that this is, is not your not your weight like that helps people surrender this weight and so <clears throat> i'm like i need to answer this question in like these few lines and, and inside of this melody it's like i it's very specific. I, I kept writing and rewriting. I'm like, there's a better way to answer the question. There's a better way to answer the question. There's a better way to And like, I, I, it took me a few months, but I finally got it. It's, you know, it's like, why should I carry this weight? Why should I suffer when I have a savior who intimately cares for my sake? That took me a minute to narrow down. I don't have to because I have a savior who intimately cares for my sake. Not only does he care, he intimately cares. So even the, the little things, I don't have to because he intimately cares for me. You know, um, what was the other one? So it's, why should I carry this weight? Why should I suffer? Um, forgetting the lyrics to my own song <laughs> but yeah that that was and so like but that part took me a long time to nail but bef before finishing that part I the the bulk of the song happened um, when when my dad wow. had COVID and he almost passed away he had COVID oh, wow. and pneumonia at the same time and yeah and 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 he made it like he made it he was he was we weren't sure we weren't sure it was getting very very um uh dark and um and so and then and then when he got out of the hospital we were all happy we went to go be with him and then and then i got covid which i was fine i recovered but while i had covid that's when i wrote that second verse that says, breathe life and death. I need you to resurrect this heart mm -hmm. from the depths. One touch from you is all I request. Plead my case. I pour my complaints here at the altar. Wow. You know, and wow. so, so, yeah, it's like, yeah, just different, different areas. Yeah, and, and, and that's, it's fine enough you said that you, it took some, some time and months when you keep rewriting that because like you could tell a lot of effort that a lot of effort was put into the entire album but that's why i jot down that piece it just stuck out at me i'm like there's something about this piece right here that just it came in really heavy and that's really great to hear just even the backstory from that so thank you for that again even thank you for you know for hopping on for talking to us i'm gonna have you give 
give your social. I saw a few people mention saying, but you know, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna put any pressure. On you. If you feel like it, <laughs> by, by all means. I mean, I know you're 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 not busted anymore, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but I'm. All right. I'm always ready in the same fashion. Hmm. What should I sing? It's like five different songs came to mind. Um, uh, oh, I'll, 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 I'll do um, a hymn of some sort. Um, ooh, this one. <clears throat> okay. Sweet hour of prayer. Sweet hour of that calls me from a world of care and bids me at my father's throne makes all my wants and wishes known in seasons of despair and grief, my soul has often found relief at thy return. see the hand emoji of you crying hearts listen you just bless the people on today you just completely completely just wow thank 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 you so much man i mean it's so great just speaking with you i love the way how you didn't just answer the question yes no but you give the backstory you kind of was just you know very just very open and very authentic with just sharing your journey and everything else. So I completely, completely appreciate you. Let the people know your socials and just where they can catch up. You're going to be on tour. You're going to be doing a whole lot of stuff closing out the year. Looks looking at dates going all the way to like, what is that? December 9th, 10th, almost you're, you're going all the way to the end of the year. So they have some city that they can come out and witness you live. So where can they kind of caught up on everything that's happening? Yeah. Oh, thank you. Um, Vanessa, you put the lyrics that I that I missed right there. Thank you for that. <laughs> um, okay. So I'm I'm gonna be on tour starting end of August uh and throughout September. Um and then October no, and then November and December all throughout the last two months of the year. And so if you just go to victoryboyd.com, you'll be able to see all the dates, but also a lot of new dates are being added um, as we speak. And so if you don't see a city near you just yet, uh, be be patient. Uh, I'll be announcing new dates as they come. And uh, if you follow me on social media, you'll hear all of those announcements. And you can just follow me at Victory Boyd 
on any of the social media. That y'all, Victory Boy on any social media platform. Check out the website. Shout out to everyone that came in. Pass to see Mita from Sirius XM Radio. Mita, what's going on? Yes, yes, everyone. A lot hey. of questions there, but no. Again, thank you so much, Victory, for hanging with us for the last hour or so. Didn't realize it was a full. It was an hour already, but. <laughs> Thank you for spending time with us. Again, I'm happy we got a chance to meet you in person at the Stella Awards. Enjoy, enjoy your amazing weekend ahead. And, you know, hopefully once you come through New York, we'll definitely be in the building. Thanks again. Appreciate you. You're very welcome. Thank you, Sherwin. Take care. All right. Bye. Y'all, we just got a nice little conversation there with Victory Boy. Listen, y'all go check out that project, Glory Hour, man. Glory Hour is not a project you're going to just listen to one time. Will the life be on replay? Yeah, I'll save the life. Yeah, this is not a project you'll listen to one time. You're going to want to listen to it. You're going to want to listen to it again. And even the spoken word pieces, the introductions, everything in between, you're, you're going to enjoy that. Dog, what's happening, my brother? Again, I'm Sherwin with Gossip Music Buzz. This is another edition of Behind the Music. So thank you guys for hanging with us tonight. Be sure to follow us on all social media platforms and have a great weekend, y'all. Take it easy.